everybody. Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Podcast. I am your host, Tim Petropolis, here with the only two twins that are both on their cell phones as we start a podcast. What the fuck, guys? Where do you think I have my notes, bro? Mad Millennials, dog. Listen, I got it. What's up? AO? That's new. Both both times this week. I'm trying it out. Yo, real quick, guys. I like it. I like it. It's, It's better than just welcome. Yeah, right? I don't know why me and Jason haven't flexed about this yet. We are uh, fancy baseball league that we joined the auction keeper league with like some of the guys from Roto Baller, a different fancy website. We won it. Congratulations! I don't know why we haven't flexed about that yet. Right if you guys didn't know, we also do fantasy baseball. But for now, it's fantasy football, and the fantasy football portion of our fantasy podcast begins. I just cut off Jason's introduce the no, show. Yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> I was going to say, it was an auction league, too. So me and Michael just put all our money on guys we wanted and didn't really have to make that many moves in season. Yeah. yeah. Jesus Aguilar helped. You guys, <laughs> uh, if you guys didn't know, they are pretty damn good at fantasy baseball. Me, on the other hand, absolutely not my thing. This I lost like to the... Actually, I lost in the Proto Championship to Aaron Zane, who... Beat Michael in the championship last week. Shout out to Aaron Zane. He beat me to be hosting the show. Dude, he beat me in the championship last year and then beat me in the semis this week. I mean, year. My team had Max Scherzer, Clayton Kershaw, Jose Ramirez. I could just, uh, who else? Chris Bryant. I could just go on for days about players who was on that team. I I don't know how I lost, but that's fantasy baseball for you. Ooh, did you hear that? Was that your Someone's stomach? Hungry. That was my stomach. That I think went to the mic. Went to the mic, yeah. Whoa. Impressive. That's how you know it's real. And my nipples just got super hard. <laughs> what interested. the fuck is going know, on? Right? Look at these things. You can see them. They could cut glass. Oh, uh, anyway. It's another game making my nipples hard. Steelers at Bengals. Transition Kang out here. Um, this one is going to be a uh A uh, AFC North, as Nick Dais would say. Bar fight between two teams that do not like each other. Let's start on one side with the Steelers. The Steelers, um, they played really well last game, 41 points in a blowout of the Falcons. Uh, We'll talk about their offensive side, but more impressive, their defensive side kind of held it down for the first time. Um, Ben Roethlisberger, 250 yards and three touchdowns. He had the big game uh, that we expected out of him against the Cincinnati Bengals defense. Ben Roethlisberger, you're firing him up, right? Uh, So, let me... Okay, so every once in a while you come across a stat and you're like, wow, job well done. That is a wonderful stat, and I need to tell this one. Uh, Rich Rich Hrybar of Roto World. Uh, Impressive stuff here. Over the past five seasons, Ben Roethlisberger has been inside of the top 10 in fantasy scoring in two of his past 22 road games with early start times and has thrown two or more touchdowns in just five of those games. Mm, so you're not and when you have a sample that big in a game like football where sample sizes are pretty small it means something and it's not like Cincinnati has a bad defense no they don't so are you where is Ben Roethlisberger on your quarterback list this week I believe we have him him overall 14 he's my 15th quarterback 14 I have him at 12 so you would start him as a a QB1 back end yeah okay I, I wouldn't really. But. The big story last game was James Conner. 
Uh, after a couple of games where he looked terrible, he came alive. 21 carries for 110 yards, two touchdowns on the ground. In the air, four receptions for 75 yards. He had a giant game. I played against him in one league. I played um, I played him in another league. Guess which league I won in. Um, James Conner. Is this something that he can handle? And if you're a James Conner owner, how, like, what do you do? Where Where are you going with James Conner? I mean, Michael, let's start with you because you are I a James, James Conner, and I'm just riding it out. Okay, I've been I got a couple offers for James Conner. Everyone Did who's you? offered me something for James Conner, I've said, listen, you're not going to give me his worth, so I'm not going to do it because I'm not going to trade him in case Bell gets traded or he just decides to hold out the whole year because then Conner is a stud to have and. What's the point of trading away someone like that when you're not going to get a solid enough return? This dude has 342 rushing yards and 239 receiving yards on the year with five touchdowns. So, yeah, he had a couple mediocre games in between, but he's just been super solid. And the Steelers have always been, every time, D'Angelo Williams, uh, James Conner, Bell. Le'Veon Bell, whoever's there produces. But, like, DeAndre Williams and James Conner literally put up the same exact numbers as Bell does. Like, basically, it's the same exact stats. So, I mean, they don't really... Also, something I uh, heard about Le'Veon Bell, it's a good point. He has a very patient running style. A lot of people praise him for it. Uh, It works. Sometimes, I'm not a fan of it. He just sits in the backfield waiting for a hole to open up. If he goes to a team with an offensive line that isn't as good as the Steelers, is that really going to be an effective running style? We'll see. Yeah. That is a running style that definitely develops over time. And I I suggest in the beginning that James Conner wasn't having great success on the ground because you have an offensive line that's used to blocking for a very patient back. And James Conner is not that kind of guy. He's the one cut downfield kind of back. So that's it's a good point. But as of right now, James Conner... Uh, you're definitely firing up in this matchup for sure. Looking right? at receivers, coincidence or not, Antonio Brown has one touchdown in his career against Cincinnati. He plays his team twice a year. Yeah, I mean, it can't like you said, if if all that sample size for Big Ben is the same, then probably the the struggles of Antonio Brown against the Bengals have come as a direct correlation mm-hmm. of Big Ben's struggles. Yeah, probably. I mean. A.B. is a tougher guy to knock down your rankings and Ben Roethlisberger. Is the Bengals play. always play the Steelers hard. They're every just, time. A.B. and Ben just haven't been on the same page as they are every year. It's been strange. Roethlisberger has like four interceptions targeting Brown. Yeah, A.B. Uh, ben Roethlisberger passer rating targeting Brown is pr- bottom in the league. It's it's not great. 35 receptions at only 66 targets. I'm not sure what's going on there, but... I mean, if, you're, if you have Brown, you're starting him. Juju Smith-Schuster had his first kind of off game of the season, but salvaged it with a touchdown. Four catches for 34 yards. Um, I mean, you're not hesitating in starting him either. So we'll You know, I did want to rank him a little lower than I did have him at 14. Uh, but I left him around there just because, again, I don't really like the receivers this week. But he leads the team in red zone target, so he's always a touchdown uh, candidate. But I think yards are going to be tougher to come by with Roethlisberger playing in a tough matchup. And we haven't seen him go for 100 yards in the last couple of weeks. So I think this is a game where Juju might disappoint. Uh, I don't see that. I mean, Cincinnati, is a, they, they've given up, what is it, the 10th or 12th, mo- ninth most fancy points to opposing wide receivers this year. So 
their defense has been a solid unit overall, but so wide receivers are able to beat them now and then. So I I can see Juju having a solid game. I mean, I have him as a high. We have him as a high end wide receiver too. Uh, Vance McDonald, someone who has been uh, trending upwards, only had one reception for six yards. And you see Steelers forty one, and you see Vance McDonald with one catch. You get a little nervous as a McDonald owner, especially because he continues to split snaps with Jesse James. Uh, Jesse James had two catches for twenty yards. Uh, what do you do with the Steelers tight end situation against the Bengals? I still think he's a low end tight end one play. I'm pushing him out a little bit. McDonald's a guy I like long term, but this week we mentioned Ben struggled. We mentioned that Jesse James did not move back into the rear of the bus like we thought with McDonald driving it. Uh, James came up and was like, "Hey, this is my stop, bro. I'm I'm staying up here with you." So until Jesse James is all the way out of the picture, and the matchups aren't great for Ben Roethlisberger. Vance McDonald's ceiling is a bit low. Uh, what what was that? Um, all right. Anyone else you want to talk about in this game? I mean, we got to talk about the Bengals. I, I'm sorry, on this team. Excuse me. I'm good. All right, yeah. let's talk about the Bengals then. All set. Um, on the Bengals side, uh, we said multiple times that we do it like beer pong here, where if you Hit two in a row, you're heating up, and if you hit three, you you're, said that you're cooling times. down. Every time you say that, me and Michael look at each other, and we're like, when have we ever said that? Uh, you need to go back and look at last year. We agreed on this, all right? Uh, three games in a row means you're staying with someone. But, anywho, um, Tyler Boyd, four receptions for 44 yards. His first kind of dud since he became a he starting guy. Yeah, he lost his fire. Does he regain his fire against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense that has been, outside of last week, extremely porous? I believe so. Uh, I mean, there's not much to it. Boyd is getting work. Dalton is going to be throwing in a very good matchup. Last week was his first week without multiple touchdown throws. Tyler Boyd is his number two option. Uh, You got to fire him up. Yep. Jason, you've mentioned that Andy Dalton is one of your favorite streams this week. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot to not like. Dalton's been a lot better with Bill Lazor as the offensive coordinator. Uh, A.J. Green in his career at home against Pittsburgh. Has 77 yards and two touchdowns, 132 yards and a touchdown, 224 yards and a touchdown. And the guy throwing him those balls is Andy Dalton. So they always have a great connection at home against Pittsburgh. I think that'll stay the same. I think Tyler Boyd is a weapon that they haven't had in the past. That will do well. Uh, Mixon is doing well. CJ Ozuma. So I like Dalton this week. Uh, Joe Mixon in the in the passing game. Uh, three catches for 22 yards as Mike. Phone continues touchdown. to go off even though I have it on vibrate. It's a crazy thing touchdown. called lowering the volume. I, I just did that because I had it on vibrate, though. Um, Joe Mixon, 3 for 22 and a touchdown. Uh, on the ground, 22 carries for 93 yards, an average of 4.2. So effective on the ground. He looked like he – when you watch Joe Mixon, he looks like he's taking a step forward from his rookie year in just in terms of how he's running. Um, sure. But yeah, Hugh Jackson lied again about him splitting work with Mark Walton. He ended up – with like the biggest not workload of his career. Uh, sorry, Marvin Lewis. Mark Walton didn't even get a carry. He got two catches for three yards, yeah. but not even a carry. And I mean, Pittsburgh isn't a great matchup. They, they're allowing the fifth fewest fancy points to running backs. But I expect Mixon to be more involved in the passing game this week as well. So he's a he's a running back one for me this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone else you guys want to talk about? CJ Uzuma? Uzoma. I mean, he's more of a tight end two type of guy. More tight end to watch. He could become relevant. 
He was definitely. This is definitely an offense that uses their tight end. So definitely someone to keep an eye on. Let's go to the Bears at the Dolphins. Um, AJ Green, you're starting, obviously. I, mean, I don't think we really said AJ Green. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, we mentioned them briefly. Yeah, obviously you got to start AJ Green. He's been a beast. Um, Chicago Bears at the Miami Dolphins. The Bears were on a bye week, coming off a giant victory. Um, the Dolphins, on the other hand, have coming off of two back to back terrible losses. They were up. 17 to 3 going into the fourth quarter against the Bengals. Completely got shellacked. 24 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. Um not good for any team, obviously. Um my stomach continues to make noises. You guys hearing that? <laughs> yeah. Crazy. It's going into the mic. Get bro. the man a Kanish. <laughs> Yo, Kanish is fire. But right. fuck mustard. Dude. Don't fuck with mustard. I was gonna say you guys are both. I don't know what you use, but I like my Kanish with ketchup. Ketchup, yo, give me some yeah. Kanish with ketchup. I thought you were gonna, gonna say plain. Yeah, I, c- I could use some ketchup on there. Condition ketchup is my jam. Uh, let's go to the Dolphins side though. Um, Kenny Stills, after a big game, hasn't caught, hasn't got more than five targets in a game. This is a guy that I'm not only considering not starting. This is a guy I'm considering pro- possibly just letting go. It's gonna be impossible when to know when he's gonna boom, I guess. And it's just such a boring offense uh, that they don't really pass a lot. The only person that has passed less than Ryan uh, than Russell Wilson in the last few weeks is Ryan Tannehill, and that's just how they play. Hasn't surpassed 200 yards in forever. Yeah, so there's just honestly Stills hasn't passed more than six targets this year. I don't feel comfortable starting any player uh, in this matchup. Uh, Kenyon Drake is someone you can consider in later weeks if he continues to get more work. But against the Bears, defense has been one of the best on the ground. How can you trust them? It's very rare we say this for a team that's not the Bills. I don't want anyone in this in this on this team. I, I think Stills has a good shot to have a solid day, though. If you could avoid, he's gonna have to get rid of the ball quick. I think Stills will be targeted pretty often. Kenny and Drake, though, he had 11 targets last week. Again, only six rushes, of course, despite 46 yards on the ground. Yeah. Uh. He did end with 21 fancy points. One at 25 of the receiving yards was on like the last play of the game where it was pointless, but he, I'll show you guys the video later. I don't know if you saw it, but he caught the ball and there was four defend- Cincinnati Bengals defenders in front of them and he got through them untouched with like one cut and made them all look silly. But That's what he does. You know, he doesn't deserve to get the ball more often. Clearly, Frank Gore, baby. Give it to Frank Gore. <laughs> um, the Bengals have allowed 21 points per game to the quarterback, but you're Bears? definitely in, uh, sorry. No, keep looking at old teams. I, yeah, I do keep looking at old teams. <laughs> Talking about uh, the Bears, the Bears haven't give, given up anything to nah, anyone. The Bears have been fantastic. I'm starting the Bears defense, and I am so happy about it. If I have them, mm-hmm. they're not a streaming candidate because someone owns them. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you're starting. The Bears they had a bye really. last week, so maybe someone dropped them. I got the Bears in a best ball league before they got Khalil Mack and Duh, Bears. Khalil Mack. I was like, booyah. Uh, Bears. I'll just jump over the do- uh, the Bears. The Bears, on the other hand, 16.1 uh, points per game to the quarterback. On the other side, though, let's talk about the Dolphins. Uh, Mitch Trubisky. The Bears. Oh, Tim, 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 Tim. No, Tim. Uh, yes. Big no, time no, no. Timmy Jim. No, you guys, are, you guys aren't hearing me right now. Uh, Mitch Trubisky had a t- crazy game. Career yeah. day. Career day. I want to talk about the Dolphins' defense, though. Only allowing 14.6 points to quarterbacks. Yeah, Mitch Trubisky's going to be trash again this week. Yeah, there's no way you're showing him. So then let's go to the running game. 
I that's think what I'm more interested. This, this is this is the, the more interesting. This is this is the thing to watch. Uh, the Miami pass defense is good. Their running defense isn't so good. Uh, the Bears should be leading. This is a very good game to watch for the Howard Cohen thing here. Uh, Matt Nagy or Jordan Howard? I think it was Nagy mentioned that. Uh, last week, two weeks ago, it was game plan specific. I said that as well. It felt like they just planned for Cohen to get more of the work against the the Bucks. Right, because they're just a team you attack through the air, and Jordan Howard said he wasn't frustrated with his role. I I think because he knows that he's gonna be involved more going forward, and in a game that they should lead because the Dolphins are exposed as a team that just beat worse teams in the beginning of the year. That uh, Jordan Howard's gonna have a good game. I mean, but still, Terry Cohen had 13 rushes, averaged four yards a carry on them, and. Seven receptions for 120 yards and a touchdown, and they scored 48 with Terry Cohen playing most of the game. I think that what we start to see is more of a split backfield. I think Jordan Howard gets the first and second down carries, but I think Terry Cohen starts to the see Dolphins, a lot of the passing work. The Dolphins have also been beat pretty badly by James White, Jalen Rashard, and Bilal Powell. So, all passing down type of guys. What about the Bears receiving options? Uh, Allen Robinson has been up and down, mostly down. I have Allen Robinson outside my top 36 receivers this week. Dolphin secondary is good. Until I'm convinced otherwise, I don't see how Allen Robinson is a top 36 option. He's like, everywhere else I look, he's ranked in the top 24 receivers, which I guess, if you look at the receiver landscape this week, it's not great, but he's going to go up against Xavier Howard. And he's just not doing anything with his opportunities. He's he had double digits one time this year, and it double was tar- he, double digit points or targets. Double digit points one time this year, yeah. thirteen and a half in half point PPR. In half point PPR, the one time I needed him to have a down week. Whatever. Man. Yeah, and now <laughs> he's gonna go up against Xavier Howard, and he only had four targets last week in a game where the Bears scored forty eight. We I mean, could. He does move around a little bit though, so it's not like it's gonna be just matchup against. Howard, but yeah, I also have a lot of bit, but just as a uh, wide receiver three, I don't love the matchup. And the um, what's the word? Only three for? touchdowns. The targets the haven't been there as much as they were in the beginning of the season either. Trey Burton had a comeback game in his last game. Do you think he's there's a trend going forward that he'll be more involved in this offense? Uh, I hope so because he looked good in the preseason. He looked, he's looked he good. looked good last game. He's looked good when he's involved. I mean, he only had two receptions. He just happened to catch a really long touchdown. I think that, but with the tight ends the way they are, I think that you drafted Trey Burton in the tight end eight area, and I think that's where he belongs, and he'll continue to perform that way. Uh, what about Taylor Gabriel, Jason? You uh, boldly chose him two weeks ago, and he definitely paid off for you. My guy. Uh, who? You, how you feeling about Taylor Gabriel? Yeah. Um, this, I don't this think matchup? this is as much as a blow-up spot because of the matchup here, but he is still seeing around 10 touches per game. Taylor Gabriel is someone dynamic enough to make something happen with those plays. So uh, at some points, he's seeing more touches per game than Tyreek Hill is. And obviously, he's not as... Explosive as Tyreek Hill. Just the point I'm making is you can do a lot with a little when you're an explosive guy like he is. We've seen him do it with Atlanta, even to an extent with Cleveland. I chose him, and he won me like 200 bucks one time on FanDuel. I still remember it because Taylor Gabriel was my dart throw that week. So I think that he'll be involved still, and he has big playability, so he's always going to be in my flex consideration. I mean, I'm not loving the matchup this week, but like you said, he gets the target, so I'm okay with him in your flex. 
Let's move on to the next game then if, if no one wants to. Uh, I think we're good. No, Rams at Broncos. Uh, let's start on the Broncos. Actually, let's start on the Rams side, but let's start with the Broncos. The Broncos have given up a five touchdowns on the ground already, 671 yards, an average of 25.6 points a game to the running back, and they are facing the best in the league. They just gave uh, up 300-plus rushing yards to the Jets. So if you have Todd Gurley, congratulations. Woo. You're going to continue to love Todd Gurley just like you do now. Yes. Uh, I think the most intriguing thing about the, this Rams matchup is health. Uh, is Cooper Cup healthy? Is Brandon Cooks healthy? Uh, the reports say Cup is likely to play. Uh, the reports around Cook is that he is he might play, but is a little less likely than Cook last time I checked. Cooks. Uh, Cooks, excuse me. Um, if If both of those guys are injured... Josh Reynolds is getting. Do you a play start. Josh Reynolds? Yeah, hundred percent. He fit in. Basically, if one of them is out, he's going to come in and take over that role because all of the receivers and the Rams move around and run different routes. So I think that if Reynolds comes in, last week he played a half. He ended up with forty nine yards. Yeah, we've seen McVay put in work with trash receivers too in Washington. So yeah. not saying that Josh Reynolds is trash, <laughs> just he's not the caliber of Cooks and. Cup. Uh, on the other hand, Robert Woods. Man, I listen. You guys know how high I was on Robert Woods coming into the year. He was my hat hanger. I drafted him like everywhere. We're gonna have a tight horse race we on are. our bet of we who's are. gonna finish the most points. Cooper Cup. Cooper Robert Cup Woods. getting hurt last week helped a little bit. For both of us, we're both looking good on it because both of both of the players are doing yeah. well. But that's gonna be a close race. But yeah, I was super high on Robert Woods, but if you told me I'd be ranking him as the wide receiver eleven against Denver. I, I'd probably say, no, that that's not going to be the case. But here we are, and it's glorious <laughs> because I love me some Robert Woods. And if those two guys are out, Woods' volume should go up even further. But even if they do play, he has his role, the Rams. The Rams are like the opposite of the Bills in a much better way <laughs> of if you have their players, you're starting. Yeah, them. like we don't talk about the Bills because you don't want to start anyone. We don't really talk about the Rams because you want to start yeah. everyone. Yeah. Like Goff, what about Jared Goff this year, this week? Because he, he Goff, had an off week last week. So I feel like we have him as the 10th quarterback on our list, and I feel like, I don't know, you might look at that and be like, oh, these guys still think the Denver defense is as good as it used to be ranking Goff 10th. But that's not why we're doing it. I think it's because he's uh, Denver is so vulnerable on the ground. And also, not even just that, Todd Gurley scores all their touchdowns. So when you have a quarterback, even though he's leading the league in yards, he hasn't been a top quarterback week in, week out. It's because his touchdown ceiling is capped by Todd Gurley. That's the reason why I didn't like Goff for MVP. I know Nick is all over that. One of the reasons why is because they just don't throw enough. They're one at, of least the near, at least near the end zone. One of the shadiest things in the world is that the Rams are a running offense. Like I don't know if you guys notice this. They're a run-first offense. It's shady because they're, they they're pass really so not, well. Though. They are a run they're first not a offense. Run first offense. They're, they're, they 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 use the play action a lot by making it seem right. like they're run first offense. Nah, they they run run in the red zone. Their the their passing zone. game is built on their running game. It's I'm, not the other way around. Well, because they use the play action so effectively, but they want to use the play action. They don't want to run the ball thirty times a game. Right, but that's part of that's part of building yourself around the run though. Not really. Uh, we can Some go over this. Have, we can go over the technicalities yeah. of what I said all this day. This is another but, Corey yeah. Davis argument. There's studies <laughs> on that show that like, up you don't even show. need to run the ball for play action to be effective. Let's go over to the Broncos. The Broncos, although they got shellacked, some pretty good performances out of their fantasy players. Um, 
DT finally showed it, yeah, up. Yeah, at least in the passing game. We'll get to the running game in a second because uh, that is a whole other mess. But let's go to Case Keenum. Case Keenum, 35 for 51, 377 yards for two touchdowns. Uh, they were in comeback mode. Um, they're probably going to be in comeback mode again, which means I kind of like Case Keenum this week. Yuck. No, I have him as a I, quarterback. If he too. throws it 50 times, I want that. Bold prediction of the week, Chad Kelly is going to be starting by halftime. Ooh. Starting by halftime? I think Kate, uh, play, playing Swag by Kelly, Mr. Irrelevant? Yeah, I think Case Keenum has been absolutely atrocious. and Sure, his stats looked good last week, but if you watch the Jets game, he wasn't good. Yeah, they, got, wasn't. they were garbage time padded stats. And Vance Joseph said they're going to make a change. He said, you guys will see what I'm talking about. So I guess we'll see what he's talking about. Why are you speaking like a Southern man? Because I'm Vance Joseph. He's not a Southern man. I know, but I just feel like he's super serious all the time. Patches so, Brown. Southern man. So all Southern men are serious? Very serious? All right, thanks for the heads up. Well, if Michael <laughs> talked in his normal voice, it wouldn't sound as serious. Exactly. Um, Got to give him that. Like if I just if I spoke like this as Vance Joseph, people would be like he's not Vance Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, Emmanuel Sanders had a good game, nine receptions for seventy two yards. You would have liked to see him get in the end zone, but he's a slot guy. He's a possession receiver. That's what he's going to do. Um, the uh, d- the you know Devonte Booker being the passing down back is just mind boggling to me. Uh, Vance Joseph also said last week that Royce Freeman's going to get more work, and he only got five carries. He had thirty one yards in those five carries, average six point two. Philip Lindsay. Over, over doubled him. Over doubled. That doesn't sound right to me. But you don't get what I'm saying. Twelve carries for 61 yards. Also in the passing game, he caught two balls, um, three balls. Excuse me for 20 yards. So Philip Lindsay is. I mean, Roy Freeman also caught three balls for 16 yards. But uh, it looks like Philip Lindsay is the go-to back here. But it seems like this is an absolutely split backfield. I which, disagree. Yeah, it's it's Lindsay's backfield. Man. Lindsay has led the. I don't know. Team in touches every single game that he hasn't been thrown out of. <laughs> right, but that doesn't mean that the backfield's not being split because it is. In like sure, a regular RB1, RB2 day and age fashion where yeah. you don't really see workhorses, Philip Lindsay's pretty reliable. He's definitely the back to own. <coughs> yeah. We, we have well, that's a, undebatable. A solid RB2. Some would argue it's debatable. This week. I mean, unless you're in a keeper league or a dynasty league, he's the back to own. Yeah, he's our. Running back 17 this week. Royce Freeman, not so much. He's very touchdown dependent. Yes. No touchdown, no good. Yeah, Sanders and DT are both solid plays because they're going to need to pass to keep up. And Marcus Peters, believe it or not, guys. You know, uh, they started the year Aqib Tlaib and Marcus Peters, and the Rams' defense was shut down. Then Aqib Tlaib got hurt, and I just kept seeing Marcus Peters get burnt. And I was like, damn, like... Marcus Peters is really scrubbing it up. Turns out he's the one hundred sixth sixth ranked cornerback on PFF. This he really year is scrubbing it up out of one hundred ten. He has been very bad. He one, got burnt by Tyler Lockett last week. One of the ways that you could really beat the Rams that I've noticed over the past few weeks is if you have an established run game, their corners play so aggressively that you could beat them over the top. And really, that's the only way to beat them. So I I do think that there are some plays that could be had over the top for the Broncos this week. Yeah, DT and Sanders, I think, are both <coughs> solid plays. Anyone else from this Corlin game? Corlin Sutton's seen at least six targets in three of the last four weeks. He's hurt. How do, Have you guys he have an update hurt, on though. his on his injury? Because I would love to. I, uh, I'm big on Sutton. You know I own Sutton. Um, he was limited. He's limited. All right, he's limited. So, so as of now, play. I'm assuming he's playing. Okay, yeah. so keep an eye on him. Track him. Because I do believe that eventually he takes over DT's role. 
I wouldn't be surprised either. Uh, anyone else from this game that you guys want to talk about? No. I think Lieutenant we did Dan. All right. Our next game on the docket, on the locket, uh, Ravens at Titans. This one has a uh, defensive battle. Yeah, defensive battle written, written all over it. Um, let's start on the Rams side. The Last Rams week. Side, okay. Uh, the Ravens side, excuse me. Last week, the Ravens uh, did not do great, but Joe Flacco threw the ball 56 times. If Joe Flacco's going to throw the ball 56 times, that is a recipe for a loss. Uh, still did not produce 298 yards and one interception. Luckily, if you were starting Joe Flacco, your team probably sucks anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, honestly, let's be real. Um, let's go to the... Or you don't listen to us. Or you don't listen to us. Uh, and if you don't listen to us, your team probably sucks anyway. Um, Michael, Cra- <laughs> Michael Crabtree, six receptions for six, six yards. Now, he's had the dropsies like crazy this year, man. Is he ever going to get over this shit? Because no. he had a ball hit him right in the hands in the end zone that could have made his fantasy day phenomenal. He's a dropsy. I mean, before the guy season. His entire year. Before the season, career. when I was looking at ADP, um, and I saw Michael Crabtree's ADP of the beginning of the sixth or seventh round i tweeted if going into your draft there's one thing you need to not be and it's the guy who takes michael crabtree at <laughs> and that's exactly why i mean first of all it's a raven's offense second of all he's just not as good anymore as he used to be and john brown has completely taken over john brown's gonna be on the outside going against malcolm butler most plays more than likely and malcolm butler has just continued to get burnt this year by kenny stills by will fuller by Jordan Matthews caught a 50-yard touchdown. So he, I mean, Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler has been in the highlights. He's played well, in my opinion, like not not crazy well, but he it, he's susceptible to the ball over the top. And Listen, I love John Brown. I love yeah. Him as a Michael Crabtree wide receiver too hasn't passed 70 yards in almost a full season, almost a full 16 games. He hasn't had over 70 yards. So if he doesn't score a touchdown, he's useless. Yeah. I have Brown as my wide receiver 16 this week. He's our consensus wide receiver 18. Michael Crabtree is way down there at wide receiver 45. He's like a low-end flex play, in my opinion. Yeah, John Brown is someone you feel confident with, though. Tight ends giving up an average of 30 points per game in half-point PPR to the wide receiver. So not exactly the best matchup, but no, definitely the tight ends defense is underrated. over Very the good. top. Uh, 28th, loving- 28th in DVOA against the number one wide receiver. Uh, in top half of the league against all other positions, so definitely struggling against that number one wide receiver. And John Brown John is. Brown. We yeah. we are we're all on John Brown big this week. I'm not on him big. I think he'll be good. I don't I'm think this big. is a game where he's gonna have 100 yards and two touchdowns. Wide receiver two. I I don't think he's gonna have 100 yards and two touchdowns. Well, when you say big. how often does that happen a year? I all think right. big. So wide receiver two. I got him at 22. So, so wide receiver two territory. That's what I mean by big. Yeah, I have him as wide receiver 16. I don't really love the running backs here. Uh, you know, Alex Collins only played on 27 snaps last week out of a possible 87. Oof. At this point, I'm starting Buck Allen. John Harbaugh said it's it's good to keep your running backs fresh. I mean, Flacco threw 50-something times. I don't really understand what's going on there, but Buck Allen is seemingly slowly taking over that backfield. Not loving either of them this week. Collins needs to find the end zone, and Buck Allen... He basically needs to find the end zone too. Neither guy is gonna blow you away with the yardage. So I mean, if you have a PPR league or half PPR, Buck Allen gets the catches. Yeah. So that's why I'm going. And Buck Allen's the preferred goal line back. I'm going Buck over Collins this week. I don't love either of them. 
after a game that you thought the Titans were finally ready to take that next step forward, the Titans pull a Titans and they lose to the Bills. Uh, they don't score a touchdown. They lose to the Bills, to be more specific. Marcus Mariota was the bad version of Marcus Mariota. 14 for 26 for 129. Uh, looks like uh, absolute grossness um, at certain points. Derrick Henry, 11 carries for 56 yards. Uh, that was his first real like productive game, and he got 50 yards for you. So if you're a Derrick Henry owner at this point, you're not starting him at all. I like not the draft. You could um, probably cut bait. I'd, I'd like I'd drop him for Smallwood and Clement. Uh, someone should tell. So you you would cut bait, huh? I mean, not necessarily. Depends who's on your waiver wire. But like, if I had a stack team and wanted Smallwood or Clement, I'd drop Henry. Yeah. So I would tell Google that uh, Deion Lewis's name is Deion Lewis, not DJ Lewis. Uh, that's the first thing to talk about. Second, 12 carries for 34 yards and on, in the running game. I mean, in the passing game, three carries for 14 yards. Now, a lot of this has to come with a grain of salt because the Bills' defense is legit. They have a very good defense. But with that being said, how do you start a Titans running back with any confidence? You don't. Yeah, drumroll, please. You don't. You confidently don't. There you go. Uh, you go with Lewis if you have to. The Titans sucked last week, as we predicted. I mean, they're just not a very good team. Corey Davis uh, had a letdown after his, you know, his surprise, big game, surprise. but still Tretavious led the White, team bro. in targets and receptions. No one cares. Yeah, you should care. Hey, nope. Shut up, Jay. Yeah, just, for real. Just shut nope. up. But this week, playing, I don't care. <laughs> shut up. At this point, what do targets mean for the Titans? He's our wide receiver. What do they even mean at this point? Listen, I put him as my thirty-fifth wide receiver forty, sorry. He's my wide receiver thirty-five just because of the targets. The Ravens don't really have like a lockdown quarter. They just have a Jimmy Smith came back last week. An overall good pass defense. And Corey Davis is gonna get ten plus targets as always. So I think Corey Davis. He could put up wide receiver three numbers, but I mean I'm not really happy about him forty sixth and was upset about putting him that high. Real, but how yeah, could you say that in a guy who gets... He's had one good game all season. Oh, gosh, Tim. Oh, my don't, God. Don't Look at his numbers. He had one good game. game all season. Targets for the Titans have proven to me nothing, just like carries for the Titans mean nothing. They're just a bad offense. And the Ravens are a very good defense. You can't So you I can't want argue nothing with, to do with Corey Davis this week. You can't argue with us about this, Tim. Yes, I can. Until Corey Davis does something. I can argue with you, and I will. He's uh, still looking for his first regulation, regulation <laughs> touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> Corey Davis has played very well this year, and I will continue to stick with him. I'm going to stick with him. I'm not, I may not start him every week, but, I, again, this week I'm not crazy about him. But I'm sticking with Corey Davis. I'm, I'm sticking with him. Any uh, any other players from this game that you guys want to talk about? Uh, Real quick, Taylor Lewan is injured, so that hurts Lewis and Henry even more. What about Tajay Sharp? No. No, nah, definitely not. You don't want the number two receiver. Taiwan Taylor. Played less snaps than Tajay Sharp as oh, well. Oh, Taiwan, so. yeah, Taiwan Taylor as well, and lost a fumble, so that'll put you that's, right that's in the doghouse. Yeah. yeah, that'll put you right in the doghouse. Um, let's move on to the next game: Jaguars at the Cowboys. Uh, the man, another. This should be another slobber knocker defensive battle type game. Uh, I don't know. I see the Jaguars putting up some points, but besides that, Cowboys defense has been solid, man. Cowboys defense has been very good. Uh, most more specifically, they've been getting to the quarterback. Uh, their defensive line is absolute problem. Um, but Blake Bortles continues to be a great fantasy quarterback. Garbage time and all-star. 
Yards time All-Star. Last week was insane. 430 yards, one touchdown, and four interceptions for Blake Bortles last week. Uh, played like a rookie, honestly. But at the same time, had some throws where you're just like, damn, that was a dime. A rushing touchdown. And then he guns a ball off his own lineman for an Dude, interception. Dude, he threw four in those and had 24 and a half fantasy points. Holy moly. That's why you got to love Blake Bortles in fantasy, baby. That's why you got to start You got to start him. Well, yeah. not this week, but... Not this week, you're in right. good matchups. I would start him. Yeah. In shootouts, you, he's like a must-start. TJ Yeldon is now the lone back in the backfield. Corey Jamal Grant Charles. is hurt. Joy, Jamal Charles has got signed. Um, TJ Yeldon, I mean, if you got him, you're starting him. And, and if you got him, you're so happy that you have him. TJ Yeldon leads the Jaguars with three receiving touchdowns. He's our overall running back nine this week. I mean, there's nothing not to like when you're the lead back for the Jaguars. Yeah. Dante Moncrief got... Over 10 targets, but only six receptions. 76 yards, though, got targeted in the end zone a few times, but couldn't come down with it. Is Dante Moncrief someone that you are considering a little more highly after a couple games where he got a lot of targets? I would not, just because he's the least talented of the trio there. Uh, I mean, he's the he's also the only one who's ever done something on a consistent basis. Sure, but if I'm going to start a Jaguars receiver, I'm looking for upside. And D.D. Westbrook has... Westbrook's been consistent. He's had at least. I mean, I meant Monk, like in his career, he had when he was with Luck. He he was a he solid was just receiver. Catching for a touchdowns. Bit. He's never been a dynamic player. So, D.D. Westbrook's been the best in ver- in terms of yards. And Keelan Cole finally had ten targets last week. I don't know why they're not using him more. I expect him to come out of the slot more. That's basically been D.D. Westbrook's role. Yeah. Uh, the t- Cowboys' best cornerback though is their slot corner, Anthony Brown. So I think that this can be a. I'm not giving up just yet. I think this can be a game where Keelan Cole. I mean, the Does Cowboys well. have good corners all around. Yeah, I'm just saying Brown is their best I, one. I, I disagree with Jason Moncrief. He's worth a pickup if you have him, if he's going to keep getting as many targets as he's getting. But, yeah, I have Cole, Westbrook, and Moncrief this week in that order. Um, Niles Paul. He, uh, ASJ is out for the season. Niles Paul, look, when he came in for Jordan Reed back in the day, he did really well. Came in for ASJ, seven receptions for 65 yards. Now they were all in garbage time. But is Niles Paul someone in a weak tight end landscape? Again, I'm going to say it every time. Is he someone you're looking at? Because he's someone I'm looking at, that's for you sure. You can watch list him. There's no way I'm starting him this week. No, no, no. Don't start him this week. Yeah, the Jaguars, if you look at their team, uh, they're playing Dallas. Dallas doesn't allow a lot of opportunities because they hold the ball so long on offense. And their defense is just actually pretty good. So when there's not a lot to go around on an offense that likes to spread the ball around, you, I was don't, watching, you don't go with the new tight end. I was watching the Cowboys on, uh, what was it, Sunday night against the Texans this week. And I just thought to myself, like, yo, man, how could you possibly support this team as a Cowboys fan when you have a very solid defense, one of the best offensive lines and running backs in the league, a a solid quarterback. On a rookie contract. On a rookie contract, and you could not even get one receiver to pose a threat to the other team at all and just completely ruin your whole offense. This is so the the Jerry Jones... Cowboys mo is they're they're always one unit away. It seems like, like a couple years ago when their when their offensive line it was great, it was their secondary that sucked. Random question: Do you think Dak Prescott would be doing much better if he had Blake Bortles supporting cast? Yes, I think so. I I would how much better? I would say Dak Prescott has the second worst weapons in the league outside the Buffalo Bills. You could argue outside the Bills Zeke, have, have nothing, right? Literally nothing. Exactly. 
I mean, Gallup hasn't performed. Alan Hearns has not done anything. Jeff Deontay Swaim Thompson is one receiver, basically. Has been their best receiver. Yeah, Jeff Swaim. I mean, Jeff Swaim, I started him last week. Uh, hey, like uh, seven points. Yeah, seven points, not bad. I, I ended up getting demolished by Michael in our money league, so it didn't matter. Not anymore. demolished, but... I beat I mean, him by 30, bro. My team, that's not demolished. I, I put up 134 points yeah, in right. a half-point PPR, but you still beat me by 30. because I average 160 guy. a week, my dog. My team. Scott, yeah, honestly, I'm leading the league. Oh, I got in Todd points. Early and James Cole. I'm leading the league in points by 100. Honestly, so. his team is a juggernaut, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right, the the Cowboys. So Ezekiel Elliott leads the league in in rushing. Uh, that's because he continues to get work. 20 carries for 54 yards uh, last game, but seven catches for 30 yards. Uh, not lighting the world on fire, but continues to get that opportunity. So keep sticking with Zeke. Be patient. Um, Jeff Swain, we just talked about him, uh, continues to get a lot of targets. Is there any other passing options on in this team that you're considering? No, we're just talking about it. Especially I mean, against the Jaguars defense. No, you're not. This might be a shutout. Yeah. Which, of course, means that the Cowboys will probably put up 34 for the first and time. The Jags yeah. and Blake Bortles will have eight touchdowns and 1,000 yards. So next game we're looking at. yards. The game of the week, the Sunday night game, Sunday uh, Kansas City Chiefs this at New England Patriots. I can't wait to watch this game. Nine point game total. I can't wait. This is gonna be a fucking great game. If I had to bet, I think why I'd bet you, the under. Why would you have to bet? <laughs> wow, this this kid needs to go to sleep. I think I'd bet the under though. The Chiefs defense has looked a lot better the last two weeks. The Fifty nine is a lot. Defense isn't great, but I mean they've seen Andy Reid about a million times now. So I don't think it's going to be that high scoring, but it should be an awesome game. I mean, the sure. Patriots defense hasn't been great, so you're not going to sit anyone on the Chiefs that you would normally sit. So you're definitely uh, you're definitely playing Tyreek Hill. You're definitely playing Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. You're definitely playing Pat Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you definitely playing Sammy Watkins? <clears throat> yes. Sammy Watkins has seen over 20% of Mahomes' targets three weeks straight now. He's been a wide receiver two for three weeks straight now. And it's a great matchup. So Listen. I have Sammy Watkins. Michael's going to hate on him for some reason. Whoa, whoa. But when... Whoa, whoa. Maybe Hold not. Your maybe horses. you're conceding defeat. But when you're a receiver getting 20% of the targets in the uh, Chiefs offense, I want you. I, I was going to say, me and Jason, we both weren't very high on Watkins or Cooper because they're inconsistent. So I challenged them to be consistent. And Watkins has proven worthy. I'm sure it's the challenge that you made him. So I'm now. So are you saying that because he did it for three straight games, now you're a believer? So the beer pong theory is what you're telling me. The beer pong theory. All right. The BPT. BPT. (laughs) (laughs) I do want to say, though, Travis Kelsey, we know the Patriots like to knock out the top gun, and they've shown that they think Kelsey's the top gun in the past, and they've limited him to 40 yards or under in their last two meetings. That's why I'm a little lower on Kelsey this week. I'm still playing him in a shootout potential game. Obviously, you're over playing George him. Kittle. I'm not. He's probably going to be the CJ highest. CJ Beathard owned, or Patrick he's, Mahomes. He's bro. probably going to be the highest owned tight end. Like, in, oh, like, I'm CJ Beathard. Week. I slept in the same room as George Kittle. George Kittle has been the best tight end <laughs> yeah, outside he's been, of. He's been crazy. Hurts. What's it called? Kyle Kelsey. Shanahan actually made a really funny joke. He's they, he was asked about George Kittle's lack of overall numbers in college, and he was like, "Yeah, the, the quarterback throwing to him wasn't great." <laughs> just CJ Beathard. <laughs> Look, we got we're gonna get to the Niners in just a second, but uh these these Patriots, let's get to them. Uh you're obviously hook up Tom Brady here. Um what about Rob Gronkowski? He's been really disappointing this season, especially for guys that picked him in the second round. Yeah, you don't say. Uh wait, how long before you're like, damn, Gronk like 
Because he's a tight end, so you're not replacing him. But like, no. yeah. if you have Rob Gronkowski and Cameron Brait, are you considering starting Cameron Brait like this week? It's not like if you drafted Tom no. Brady and he's been bad, you can just pick up Andy Dalton or something. Right. It's a tight end. No, you don't start Brait over him. Listen, Gronk with an Ellen back last week was able to find more room. Uh, he had 10.5 half PPR points. He also had that drop slash interception slash fumble type play where he caught like a 20-yard pass and then got it stripped from him for an interception and ended up being ruled as. But, I mean, he, he'll he be okay. He's he's in a good spot this week. James White has been an absolute beast. Ten receptions for 77 he's yards. He's a receiver. Touchdown. He's the number one receiver. He, he is. He's the, he's the receiver. He's running around. Dude, you know what? No. He's running around on 75% of his snaps. He's their number one receiver at the moment. James White, yes. Start him. No. Sony Michelle, yes. yes. Start him. I'm saying no because... Josh Gordon, Jason has as his wide receiver 31. Yep. I've oh, said. I don't know. How Listen, could you possibly rank this guy inside your top out. 36 receivers? No, inside? Yes. Yo. You thought I was too low. I thought you were too low. Wow. Dude, you hold guys on. are absolutely hold on. insane. Hold on. You're going to laugh, but he had four targets last week. <laughs> in his second game ever with the Patriots. And not for nothing, Tom Brady trusted him to make it a catch a, in double coverage. It was a double coverage. not playing a full complement of snaps. You want to talk about a shootout? Julian Edelman, James White. You just said he's your number one receiver. Rob Gronkowski. All right, so you got Tom Brady throwing you the ball against the Chiefs. His only catch that made an impact on the game was on a broken play. I'd rather take a shot on Josh Gordon than Amari Cooper. Than Quincy Nunwa. I will bet you Josh Gordon does not end in the top 36 receivers. I will bet that with you, yes. But I'm ranking him based on his upside. I think that... I think you're once ridiculous you get to wide receiver top 31 this week, he has the best upside, so you can start him there. No, oh, man. That's how I feel. Maybe 32, because I got to move Shepard up, because Ingram is definitely. I'm adding up. this. I'm adding this here for me and Timmy, week six, Josh Gordon. Who the, you get? Hold on. The Chiefs so, have actually been surprisingly good against the wide receiver, only giving up 31 points a game to the wide receiver. Only? That's 31 points. I mean, it's it's about 15th in the league, so it's like right in the middle. But you'd expect but that team they to be. played Tom Brady. Oh. And <laughs> Hogan's not doing anything. Dorsett's not doing anything. Cordero Patterson's not doing anything. Cordero Patterson's like their uh, main touchdown scorer nowadays. Edelman <laughs> saw 20% of the targets last week, so he's right back in there. you got to keep keep him going as long as he's healthy. Josh Gordon is the next guy I want to give a shot to. My play of the week is Good James that, White, fellas. man. James White is now an RB1, so play of the week is as play is of the Sony week Michelle. Is Sony Michelle, what do I have him? I think my running back, seven or eight years. The only thing that worries me about Sony Michelle is that he gets game six. scripted out of the game. That uh, the Kansas it that week. it's a score back and forth scoring game and they gotta keep airing it out. That's that's the, my one worry about Sony Michelle. But uh, they'll run out of the shotgun too and have James White and Michelle out there. That's true. See, Michelle's this is why I was so high on Burkhead. I expected them like there's two RB ones in the New England back. This is what I Burkhead expected was supposed it to, to be. be. Burkhead. If he was ever healthy in his life, he would be doing it. He's a good player. Um Against the slot, the Chiefs have been terrible, 22nd in DVOA. Um, any love for Julian Edelman? Yeah. I mean, he came right back and saw 20% of Tom Brady's targets. Yep. That's something you want. So we have Start Edelman right, away. right in the wide receiver two high end. We got him at 15. Yeah. We and Michael were against Edelman because you had to wait five week, four weeks for him, and then you, he, he's always an injury risk, and he's old. So, But as long as he's healthy, you got to throw him out also there. doing nothing, so. Anyone Which else you guys want to talk about in this game? Go two hundred and a touchdown. Nope. Nope. We good. I think we're set. 
All right, let's go to the last game on the docket, the 49ers at the Green Bay Packers on Monday, 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 Monday. Uh, let's go to the 49ers backfield. Um, Real Matt quick. Breida might play, but not. I'm not begging not, on it. Matt Breida, people are just saying that he's going to be out one to two weeks, not knowing any idea what they're talking about. Uh, an actual, like, you know, the, the choice. David Choi or something. Mm-hmm. He's a he's NFL a, doc yeah. on Twitter. He tweeted, he quote tweeted a Matt Breida thing, said this looks 100% like a high ankle sprain. I think he'll be out two to four weeks. They're declaring a mid ankle sprain. I don't even know what that means. So like, <laughs> and he's already doubtful for this week. I just, I think they're just trying to make it seem like it's better than it actually is, which is why I, I put in a good amount of fab for Alfred Morris. Because I got some buys next week, so I can use Alfred Morris. I just don't ever see Alfred Morris as a exciting back with Beathard at the home. I'm gonna I'm gonna give I you guys a little bit of a left field turn on this one. Kyle know, I'll, I'll get there in a second. I'll get there in a second. Are you talking about Ustrick? Because I haven't ranked. I'm talking about actually. Kyle Ustrick. Six yeah. receptions for 75 yards. Now this is in. I got him ranked as my 31st running back. Wow. Okay. I picked him up this week. Would you start? All right. Asking asking for a buddy of mine. All right. Uh, me and him Name we go Tim. way back. So I'm just asking you for him. So you're asking for your team. Tell me. We're on air. Would you start Corey Davis or Kyle Juszczyk this week? I think Jason's leading Juszczyk. Juszczyk, yeah. Michael? I'm I'm Corey Davis. It's hard. You don't know how bad I want to put Kyle Juszczyk in that (laughs) shit and just be like, yo, I won with Kyle Juszczyk. He had seven targets last week. I mean, Kyle Juszczyk. And Brita played. Has more career (laughs) (laughs) touchdowns. In uh, in during regulation, so. Corey Davis. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if Ustrick's gonna see the same amount of targets as Corey Davis because he had seven last week with Brita playing early in the game, I'm taking the shot on Ustrick. Can you drop every single San Francisco wide receiver? Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah, Trent but Taylor seven receptions for sixty one yards Beathard, and a touchdown. Surprisingly, I mean, he's dynamic. CJ Beathard because of his legs, he's just CJ Beathard's gonna outscore Aaron Rodgers. Oh. Right. <laughs> I can't say it without having a straight face. Guys, Devontae If we had Adams, like a bold prediction section, I'd say that just to like, you know, because it's possible, but no, I don't really. Devontae mean. Adams is going back to back with 140 yard games this week. Guys, can I tell you a stat that I saw? Richard Sherman is still one of the best cornerbacks. He's killing in the it this year, yeah. Really, really good. He's only allowing a reception per over 100 snaps played. So is Devontae Adams going to be great? Yep. Yeah, I think so. Okay, that's Rogers that'll... doesn't shy away from them. No, no, he doesn't. Toronto right. Allison, if he's healthy, I also think he's a great play. I have him right in the wide receiver three. I agree. Uh, and if Cobb is out, I think Valdez Scanlon could even give, be flex worthy. Uh, he was great out of the slot last week. Honestly, he looked better than Cobb has all season. He was more dynamic. Guys, Aaron Jones is my 16th running back this week because <clears throat> what I expected to happen last week what? against Detroit is going to happen this weekend in San Francisco. They are going to be up. And Aaron Jones is going to show them that he needs to play more and that he deserves to play more, and then he's going to have a huge game. Sounds like someone who rosters Aaron Jones. <laughs> Very high on Aaron Jones. Dude, he has the best pass block rating, according to PFF. And the Packers only kept their running back into block two times all of last game. Yet Aaron Jones saw one snap the whole second half when they were down. It makes absolutely zero sense. It doesn't. Jamal Williams is, is trash. Aaron Jones will... I don't love Aaron Rodgers, honestly. I do. Aaron Rodgers has been, I mean, I have him fifth, but that's relatively low for Aaron Rodgers. He's my second quarterback this week. He's been at his best in second half comeback form, and that's not going to happen against the Niners, especially if Aaron Jones is going to do what you said he would do. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's a game where Aaron Rodgers is 
good. The Packers win by a good amount, but he gets like 15 points and the Packers are happy. We'll see about that. And then the last guy, Jimmy Graham. We saw 11 targets last week. He's a... Uh, He's been getting a little bit more involved, so he'll remain in the mid to back end title. I mean, he better season. see 11 targets with all the injuries that were going on there. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. With that being said, that's it. The Twitter questions. Uh, well, let's relax, talk. Bro, Hold let on. Me, let me host. Let's talk about George. You that's it. They're going to say, uh, Jason, George where can they find bro. you? George Kittle. <laughs> ah, yeah. We already talked about George Kittle. I just want to get to him. Again. Go ahead. We didn't it. talk about him during the game. I just. He's yeah. great. One of the most consistent tight ends out there. She about their roommate. Firing him up. Boom, boom. There you go. All right. Sounds good. All right. Um, let's go to some Twitter questions. Sounds good. Yeah. Jason, you want to read them since you got the computer I open? Him. I got him. Michael, you got him? I uh, thought Michael uh, was going to do it. Yeah. I don't know what he was waiting for. Because Timmy said, let me host, and then said exactly <laughs> what I said. <laughs> First one. Here we go. From at Mark Hamlin 1. What do you really think is going to happen to Bell? Do you buy the report saying he's coming back? Do the Steelers still trade him anyways? We have just as much knowledge of that as you do. I think he comes back week ten person. I, I don't really. I I wish. I just I knew. have a gut feeling that it's James Conner's job, and that Le'Veon Bell is gonna go somewhere else or hold out the rest of the year. That's a gut feeling. There's no way he holds out the rest of the year. Ben Roethlisberger said that he wants James Conner involved even when Bell comes back. I don't know if that means anything. We'll see. This one is from Raj V ninety eight Ryan Viggs. How do you view? How to? Oh, how do you view Michelle and White rest of year and once as well? Uh, I'd rather own Michelle in my opinion. I would as but well. But they're both high-end running back twos at the worst, low-end RB ones, and Carson Wentz should be. I solid. think James White is gonna be more of a running back two. Michelle could settle in as running back one. This was from Alex at Ultimate Squeeze. Aaron Jones worth hanging on to in favor of a backup tight end to cover a bye week. Absolutely, young sir. Depends on wh- how you're looking. I think. I think this is definitely don't put this in just like a vacuum. You gotta you gotta spread it out. If you have depth at the running back position, then no. I think Aaron Jones is expendable, but he's not a guy to just drop onto your waiver wire. So I don't. It depends on your team, man. This one is from Maldo, man. Don Maldo, is on Johnson gonna be viable at any point? Good question. I say yes. Uh, the Lions want to make the damn playoffs. Right now, they, they're they not playing terrible. They're playing pretty good, and they're going to realize soon that Carrion Johnson is clearly their best back. Are they? I Matt Patricia's so. coming over from New England. He said he thinks Carrion Johnson's getting enough work, even though he's been looking better than Blunt. Blunt got both the goal line carries last week. I think Carrion Johnson is going to... It's going to be week 14, and people are going to be like, can I trust Carrion Johnson? Carry on, carry on. Um... In terms of Carrion Johnson, if he doesn't, if he doesn't, if he doesn't come out of the bye week, then, and as the number one runner, then I think you can pretty much think that he's not going to be the number one runner. Right, we'll see. Uh, it's from Josh at Josh Alvarez. Barkley versus the Eagles. <laughs> Not much of a question there, I guess. Maybe just uh, yes. I guess he's asking about <laughs> yeah. the upside. I think it's a little capped in this one. The Eagles' run defense are really good, so he's gonna have to do a lot on that. Just era. check out the first game from the first episode, my man. Don Maldo said, "Also, Larry Fitz, the fuck up with that." Yeah, um, listen to our Cardinals Larry Fitz thing. If we would drop him for Kiki Kuti, so keep that in mind. He's nothing more than a bye week fill in at this point. 
Connor at CC Harrington underscore. Would you start a yearly lineup with both Lindsay and Freeman, or would you rather have someone else in the flex? This is solely dependent on who your other flex options are. Lindsay and Freeman have both been viable starts this year at times. So, all right, Michael, Mister, I'm gonna read the questions, then answer right away, and then move on. <laughs> you got you got a lot of questions to get through, bro. Lindsay is obviously the preferred back at this moment. I would not start. I both wouldn't at the like same time. starting Freeman. No, I would definitely not start not both ideal. at the same time, yeah. especially not this week. Do you think Robbie Anderson will uh, Jordan Richard at Jordan Richard YT? Do you think Robbie Anderson will continue to Bruce produce like he did last week? Uh, no, not week in and week out. He'll have games, of course, and it's promising that the Jets are starting to use him more as a deep threat, hopefully. He got three targets last week, but it's good to see, but I think that he's always going to be hard to predict every week. Yeah. Stafford, uh, Aaron Zane at Aaron underscore Zane. Stafford or Winston rest of season? Stafford. Stafford. They're, it's close. Stafford rest of season, Winston in the next few games coming up. I am the form at ISO Xenon. What do you see Kamara's production looking like for the rest of the season? I'm not panicking yet. It's the Saints bye week, so we did not discuss this, actually. I was going to say check out the Saints game, but it's their bye week. It was it was one game. Yeah. It was the same arrangement last year, except Kamara started taking over the lead in the at the end of the year, and I think that he's the more talented back. He and should he, play more. And he was a top... Three running back every week, basically, even with Ingram there last year. So, <clears throat> not super worried about it. This is from Elijah McIntosh at Elijah underscore McIntosh. What would your top five running backs all time if they played behind the 90s Dallas O line? <laughs> that is a loaded question, my man. Uh, oof. That let's is just not 2018 week six. LT. No, let's, let's go. Let's go fantasy wise. Fantasy wise. Sean Alexander. LT. Todd but this Gurley. is like going back to like Todd Barry Gurley, Sanders. David Johnson. Bro, Barry Sanders and shit too, though. And Barry Sanders. Walter Payton. That's how far he's going back. I mean, all time, he said. Curtis Martin had some good seasons. Yeah. The bus. Let's just start naming great running backs. Yeah, this, that's you know, a really hard name question. Name great running backs the is the question. <laughs> um. Okay, we got... I think we need you to be a little more picky with these questions, Mike. Should I trade away <laughs> Le'Veon Bell... And Marshawn Lynch for David Johnson and Carrion Johnson. Like I said, I'm just completely staying away from Bell and Connor. I wouldn't want to trade away Bell at this point. But if you get DJ, I'd probably do it. Yeah. Yeah. Depends on how desperate you are. If your team is four and one, no. If your team is This is from Nick Percy, by the way. If your I team mean, is, if your team is one and four, yes. Getting DJ you need to for him you need to buy good. wins. Yeah. Who should be my wide receiver two and flex option? We got Lamar Miller, Amari Cooper, Crab, Najoku, Ridley, Mike Williams, and Corey Clement. One more time. Ridley and Clement. I say Ridley and Clement as well. One more time. It's Amari Cooper, Michael Crabtree, Russell Wilson, David Najoku, Calvin Ridley, Mike Williams, Corey Clement. I like Cooper this week. I say Ridley and Clement with Jay. Cooper and Wilson. Russell uh, Wilson is from Alex. <laughs> That's what he said. Russell Wilson, right? <laughs> I mean, it's not a super oh, flex. Not a super flex. Is just, it a super flex? I was, I was no. just reading the bench. Oh, yeah. oh, oh! I thought you were saying because he had a super flex. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Then I'm gonna go Clement as well. Uh, this is from Alex Nelson. What should we be thinking about Kenyon Drake? Still starter, startable running back or flex? Was last week's performance a fluke? And who do we like more? Ooh, this is interesting. I guess the rest of the season because Galladay's on by Galladay or Robert Woods. I like Galladay. Woods. Come on. I love both of them. Yeah, there's no wrong answer there. 
I prefer there Galladay though. But Woods. I think <laughs> I think Galladay is because he's the number one receiver on his team. And then Galladay isn't. Who according Golden to Tate who? Golden more Tate targets. is the number one receiver. Golden Tate nah. has been amazing this season. What nah. are you talking about? Tate gets more targets. Yo, bro. no, no, no. Yes. This is not true. He doesn't get more what targets. What are you than Kenny babbling Galladay? about? What are you guys babbling about? All right, Golden Tate. What about snap? How about snap percentage too? Golden Jeez. Tate, seven targets, eight targets. Eight targets. Go to totals, Jason. Thirteen targets. Fifteen targets. Yeah, Kenny Galladay. What about last game? Galladay. And what about last game? You just left that one out. I didn't. Dig did. He didn't have four catches on eight targets. Eight, eight, Fifteen targets. Nine targets. I'm going down the list. Four, seven, nine, twelve. He's super involved, but he's not getting Golden targeted Tate as much is as the Tate. One there. I mean, I yeah. love Kenny Galladay. Guys, what's your? I'd rather have Kenny Galladay rest of the season than Golden Tate. What's your? Yeah, same. But and what? And what's your? And what's your definition of number one receiver? Is it the person who gets the the because he's because Golden Tate is the possession slot receiver. I think if Stafford Kenny Galladay is the number one, go to Golden Tate. But he's the number one outside receiver, as opposed to Robert Woods, who is not. That's it. That's why you can't go wrong with either one. What's the other question? Uh, it's it's Kenyon Drake in general. Just check out our Miami discussion. No, I don't want any of them. I don't want it. Uh, He's completely touchdown dependent. No. From Tristan Queso, should I start? Doug Baldwin or Wendell Smallwood this week? I'm leaning Baldwin. That's tough. Now or never for Baldwin. Smallwood. Yeah. All right. Oh, this is yeah. I'm gonna skip this question. It's it's quite a tough one. (laughs) Just asking for a trade package. What should I trade package? What trade package should I offer for OBJ? And we got his whole team here. That's that's a loaded question. We'll we'll answer. We'll we'll get that on Twitter. Uh, What do I do? Here we go. Trade away. Oh, this is a this is an easy no, my man. From Jordan, should I trade Juju? Michael, Michael can't sorry, read these sorry. anymore. I, <laughs> I mean, you're, just, you're just talking it's, to yourself on on the air. Listen, dude, it's like when you tried to do the soundboard. Look, <laughs> <laughs> Juju and Zeke trade away for Michelle Hilton and Crabtree. No, yeah, that's why I said it's an easy no, my Juju man. Juju and Zeke for Michelle Hilton and Crab, Crabtree. Sounds worse than the offer is. I still say no, but it's not as ridiculous. This would be more interesting if Crabtree was like, good. Kenny Galladay. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, it, that that all of a sudden makes it a little more. Well, I had fun answering those questions by myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, where can they find you if they want you to answer questions all by yourself? At Mike on the Scorpio Patrol. I do answer a lot of the Twitter questions, though. At Mike on the Scorpio Patrol. Guys, I must say, these the, the twins, I don't know what the hell they're on in terms of like, being, I think you guys are in the internet sometimes. They, I see some qu- some questions and I go to answer them and they're already on it. Um, also, like I mean, today, I have brought notifications on today. I also, I, I also have brought notifications on <laughs> today. I, I got the news that T Y Hilton was on the IR from Brodo. You mean JJ? I mean, I, I mean, was missing the game because of Brodo. Mm-hmm. Legit, I got that news <laughs> from whoever tweeted it from here. So uh, follow us on Twitter at Brodo Fantasy. Jason, where can they find you if they want to follow you? The rankings Jason are out. Drop. The rankings are out. Uh, BrotoFantasy.com for those. And that's it, right? BrotoFantasy.com again. BrotoFantasy.com. Visit it. B-R-O-T-O-F-A-N-T-A-S-Y.com. In case you didn't know how to spell fantasy. Brodo could be confusing. Yeah. No. I guess. Later. Later. Peace.